as I make my way. In fact, I'm still alive, my claim to fame. It's no surprise, I'm on the rise, finna stake my claim. Separate me from the others, cause we ain't the same. Ask my brothers from another, we ain't for play. Time is money, so we got no time to waste. Soon as this thing's moving, it can't be stopped. Blue bands in my pocket, call that juggernaut. That quote, finna get a bag, busting down that blow. Out of East San Ho, when they know my name. Oh, yeah, what up, what up, fantasy football hustler back at you, bringing you another episode of fantasy news today. And we're getting ready to roll up, ain't that right, Bogard? Yeah, I'm over here using my uh, my toy dinosaur tail to stuff this stick down. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm packing up I'm, the bowl right now. I'm a regular MacGyver. Yeah. And Chase shouting out the new intro. Said that new intro is dope. Hell yeah. We were working on that for a little while. So when did we? When did that release? We had that in uh, in December, right? Yeah, probably. Um, I want to say yeah, like right at the playoffs. Like right, right, uh, right at the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, Devin in the building. What up, bro? Yeah, we had it in the holster for for a minute. Yeah, we're just waiting. Hell yeah! And uh, we don't even have that much news to talk about today. It's just gonna be one big smoke session. We'll get you ready for everything else that we got going in the week. But uh, I think the funniest news was the the whole Jim Harbaugh you know, debacle over there and just making it seem like he's the next head coach um, in Minnesota and how, you know, everything's done except the contract. I mean, I, I saw so much shit on that. And I mean, what, what was your whole thoughts on that? I didn't think he was leaving Michigan. I mean, at first I was like, okay, does he know something that we don't know? Like Aaron Rodgers ain't coming back because that would kind of make any of, you know, it, it would make it more interesting for me if I'm Jim Harbaugh, like, to not just jump into a division with Rodgers, right? But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, he did beat Rodgers twice in his career, like two of those postseason losses that Rodgers had. Well, now two out of the four now were to a Jim Harbaugh-coached 49ers team. But then, you know, I really started thinking about it. I'm like, man, you know, now that we know none of these teams are even interested in him, this was all his camp trying to build leverage you know, so maybe he can get more money out of Michigan or something. You know what I mean? Because now he's signed back with Michigan. He just doesn't seem like he really – Well, yeah, and I was going to say stable enough for the NFL, and I wasn't going to say even stable. I was going to say he just doesn't seem like the right fit for the NFL. He just seems – I know he knows the X's and O's. We know that he's smart when it comes to football. I don't know that he's smart. <laughs> <laughs> might be smarter than the average bear maybe we'll say that i just think that his style is just more fitted for like college he seems more of like the rah-rah guy who's gonna yell in your face to get you like motivated and stuff and i don't know we we saw that towards the end of that i mean there was a lot of players that liked him there's a lot of players that didn't like him and then the front office fucking hated him i mean i mean he almost brought dickies back 
<laughs> yeah, he made it a thing. <laughs> All the gangsters were hardball fans. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing the old school dickies with the creases back, right? <laughs> see, and, and see, he would he he was he was G with it. He almost would like wear a new pair every time. So like that, he just buy them fresh from the store, already folded with the crease. Still, you know what I mean? See, do you think it was like that? I mean, you know, when you're getting something that's like four ninety nine, you know, a piece. Like I feel like he could just have. You know, he could that that could be like an every two week trip where you're just going and getting 14 pairs like brand I mean, new every two weeks. Like when he would be like when he was the coach of the Niners, there was Walmart footage <laughs> of him walking into a Walmart. They were on the road. I don't know who I don't remember. I think we were playing St. Louis at the time. And I, you know, he was seen in a Walmart getting fresh Dockers. Cause you know, his his thing was Dockers or Dickies, right? But like Maybe that was his superstition. You know what I mean? Like I gotta have an unworn pair. You know what I mean? When I'm when I'm out there on the sideline, treats it like we treat our spank white tees. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, plus Jim Harbaugh. Here's one thing about why I don't think he's good for an NFL team because he's he's mad polarizing. It's like Chucky all over again. Like, listen, Jim Harbaugh. He had more success than Chucky in their last go at it as NFL coaches, right? But the 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 the, the common denominator here is that they become bigger than the team. You know what I mean? Right. And if you go to Minnesota, you're easily bigger than Kirk Cousins. Yeah. You know, shout out to Corky Kirk. You know what I mean? You're probably even bigger than Dalvin Cook because Dalvin Cook is, you know, he's kind of soft-spoken in that sense. You know what I mean? It's not like he's the loud running back like Lev Bell was. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Everybody there kind of just puts their head down and works. You know what I mean? Justin Jefferson ain't really a crazy-ass diva, you know, outspoken yet. You know what I mean? So, you know, he would definitely get there. And and if he was the head coach, he would be more polarizing than that team. And I think that can work in his detriment if you're not building a winning culture. You know what I mean? I wonder if the NFL ever switches, you know, just that thought process. Because that's why the NBA is, like, the most popular sport in the world now. It's because – Athletes get to say what they want. They're seen outside of, you know, the normal settings. I mean, I know there's a lot of NFL players with podcasts and shit and like, you but know, I wonder how many people in the locker room hate that about you know, their team. The, the most common thing that you hear from like casual fans is when they see a football player, they go, oh, I didn't know he looked like that. Because most casual fans only recognize the jersey number and then they don't really recognize the face. So, yeah. you know, a lot of times football players can just go around in the world and if, you know what I mean, and get unnoticed until someone points a finger like, oh, my God, that's so-and-so. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not like a quarterback that's in the, you know, in the public eye, or you get what I'm saying? Like, like well, you know, if you remember, uh, you remember that ESPN movie Broke, right? Um, it, Yeah, it's about all the players. I, I vaguely remember it. It's something that everyone should go back and watch. It's just it's just a good watch on how to like not mismanage your money and shit. And um she was one of the she was one of the jewelers or something. She was like, Yeah, you know that someone is a pro athlete if they have like a medallion, they have like their number on it or something like that. It's cause people don't know who the hell they are if they don't have the the jersey on, don't have the helmet on. And so yeah. that's how a lot of people are rolling. Yeah, I would like that. I mean, if you wanted to be, you know, live a a, a normal life. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, not be mobbed all day. Because some people don't like that. I mean, some people, 
I mean, uh, you know, like just just like a lot of people, they meet they meet their hero and they find out he's a dickhead. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> and it's not your fault he's a dickhead. It's just that you know, it's millions of people that mob them all day when they're in public. And I, I'd imagine now it's uh, far more difficult because you know what I mean. Like you just can't really run up on people like that because of the era we're living in, COVID and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like even going back to John Harbaugh, would he really work in the NFL? Were you gonna yelling at someone from six feet away? Hey, you right there, stand right there, six feet away. I'm gonna get in your face from six feet away. You know what I mean? If they can't feel the spit in their face, I don't think the message is coming across the way that he wants it. And I'll give you a prime example, Keenan Allen. When I met him in uh, 2014, when me and my homie traveled to uh, to Denver to go see the playoff game, and like we were at the hotel because one of my buddies, he like his his business is like um, memorabilia and getting signed shit, and he literally moved to Denver because they had like five professional teams, and it was like the most in any city or whatever. Nice. And, and so he put us up on where you know the hotel was going to be at and all that type of shit, and. That's crazy. Um, yeah, so I go there and like we're seeing all the players, you know, walk through and then like um, some of the players start walking outside. And so we go outside and we see Keenan Allen and um, get him to like sign a jersey. And he's acting like a douche like the whole time. Like, I, I mean, just, you know, didn't it didn't want to do it. Whatever, like third string DB or whatever was hanging out with him was like, oh, man, fuck this guy or whatever. Like, you know, like I couldn't even remember what they said, but just left me with such a sour taste in my mouth. And like yeah. he could have just signed it. You know, we took a quick picture and like that could have just been it. But like all the extra shit kind of now just made me like think of how much of a dick he is. And he was, a mean, you know, when I uh, when I interviewed when I used to work for that online magazine, I think I might have mentioned this before that I interviewed Diddy. And, you know, it was it was clearly like media day. So like he's knocking out interview after interview. And, you know, we had 15 minutes and we're waiting for like an hour. That's how many different publications were in front of us. Yeah. So, and when we finally get our turn. You know, there's one more guy after us, and he's like, you know, I've been chopping up with that dude the whole time while we're waiting. I go, I start doing the interview. He's sitting down. He's about to do television. So he's sitting down, and he's getting makeup done. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And he's, he's not even looking at us. And, you know, he was just yeah. a total dickhead. You know what I mean? And then, like, you know, um, it was funny because uh, I go, I, <laughs> one of the questions that was off the cuff, I go, you know, so this album, Press Play, you know, so you, uh, you're very proud that you wrote this album. You know, how do you think the fans are going to receive it? You know, not having the star-studded artists write your stuff. And he was like, next question. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, damn. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, maybe he took it as how I was inferring it. Like, hey, you know, you suck, right? So, and, you know, people had to write your shit, so it was dope. Now that you're writing it, how <laughs> is you- it still going to be dope? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? And that shit was so fucking whack. That album, Press Play, sucked. You know what I mean? Press yeah. Eject. Because it was still like the days of the CDs, you know what I mean? But anyways, yeah. you know, and then the dude behind me, he didn't even get the interview. Damn. You know I mean? Yeah, he went, like... He, the, he, you know, he was like, oh, excuse me, did it? Can I still? He was just getting up and he just walked away. And then the assistant was like, sorry, you know, we're, um, you know, time's up. That sucks. Yeah. And then dude, actually, we were in, we were in the city. So, you know, we hung out. Dude actually hung out with us because dude was working. He worked for like, you know, you, whenever you're working in media, you want to like shake hands with other like, you know, publications and stuff that like, you know what I mean? Could perhaps maybe be, you know, uh, you know. Build more relationships. Yeah. You know what I mean? You never know. You just build a bridge. You never know. Right. And then, so, you know, we went to a bar and like. We just spent like the next hour like shitting on Diddy and how he's 
so whack and like how like he he's lucky Biggie died because like no one gave a fuck about him and he basically rode that thing, rode that wave. You know what I mean? Yep, all up in the videos. Yeah, man, fucking Pete Diddy. Yeah. That's why the West Coast is the best coast, <laughs> right? Sorry, all you East Coasters, we're just messing around. Yeah, I love the East Coast. <laughs> I love sour diesel. <laughs> Hold on, let me go get my lightsaber real quick. New York's finest. What up, song? What's going on, bro? And David in the building. What up? <laughs> I knew you'd like that one, Ronald. <laughs> is is the is Philly even the East Coast? I mean, I know it's not. I know it's. Uh, I know it's not on the coast, and I know it's in the eastern. Uh, Eastern time zone, but do people in Philly like is that? That what is? I mean, I guess Philly's like what, like two hours away from New York, so it's like hella close. Yeah, I'll already answer that. And Biggie, hell yeah, Pac and Biggie, man, why they have to turn them against each other? What if they were the ones who just started collabing on the East Coast West Coast? Damn, that's crazy. The Jersey Shore is only like an hour from Philly. <coughs> I guess that's the thing that's different about the East coast and the West coast. Cause like we only have like six States, you know, that are like, if you think about like all the way, like, um, you know, on the East coast, I mean, on the West coast, only, I mean, there's three States that actually coast it. And then you only got the three States that are right next to it. And then you go farther and you're like, shit, you're almost in central, you know, by the time, I mean, you get to Texas and whatever, New Mexico and all that shit. But yeah, it's crazy. I forget how close everything is in the uh in the east coast like all the damn states like so close to each other because they're smaller real talk like yeah uh, ronald said sixth largest city in the country yep so they just lump us in with boston and new york as the yeah as the as the east coast cities i feel it was he talking about like rhode island and all them well no 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 because i just um i i, I was geographically i just forgot where the hell philly was um and i know oh, they're yeah. it's like right I, under Jer- it's right under jersey yeah he said it's like an hour from the jersey shore and i yeah. forgot it's like what like two hours away from new york or some shit like that yeah i mean philly's another beast dog like being a um you know like growing up like very east coast i mean obviously west coast influenced by music but like east coast really i really gravitated towards it because i'm a lyricist you know what i mean i like lyrics you know what i mean and then like but them Philly boys, man, them Philly boys. See, I, I couldn't even call them boys. You know, so they they call them bulls out there. You feel me? Like, <laughs> hey, the Philly boys out there, bro. They, you know what I mean? They were speaking to me, bro. You know what I mean? They they on that dope boy, that that dope boy killer shit, bro. With lyrics, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there's just areas that are uh, that are real grimy, you know, everywhere and. I mean, we know Philly's got some of the grimiest ghettos. Like, I mean, San Diego, I know there's a bunch of shit here and, you know, we're right by the border and all that, but it's crazy. Cause like our projects out here in California just look a lot nicer than the projects that are out on like the East coast and shit. Yeah. Like, you know, pro- like, and, um, 
Like shout out to my cousin, man. He grew up in Pittsburgh, Cali. Okay. And it, it's 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 sub it's like suburbs from you know the late seventies and eighties, but like it's the Lolos, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like yeah, it was more instead of like projects, more housing, you know what I mean? And like, but that's basically the project. You feel me? <laughs> like, like yeah, and, it, and you know it was crazy because you know P Pittsburgh about an hour from uh, from where I stay. And that's where we used to spend like our Christmases and Thanksgivings and shit like that. And you know, as a wee tyke, you can go walk around the corner, go smoke. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're we're hella young, and like, it was just crazy because my little cousin, I'm like, damn, you living out here in the low lows, lush, like you know what I'm saying? And he's just great. He's the one. He's the one Raider fan out of all our cousins. Everyone's Niners. You know what I mean? But he grew up in the <laughs> he grew up in the East Bay. You feel me? I'm like this guy. We I'm like we lost him. We, we lost him. It's our fault. <laughs> that was that nature versus nurture thing right there at his finest. And uh, Chase said uh, Cosby grew up in the super ghetto part of Philly. Uh, remember when uh, Dave Chappelle talked about it on one of his specials? But <laughs> it was like someone rolls up on my house, they're gonna get like a shotgun put in their face or like some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're just saying some real shit. Like, I mean, if someone like came crazy up to your door, like a lot of people might be thinking that, especially like you know, like ask someone from Texas like that. <laughs> what are you gonna do if someone unknown comes up and starts banging on your door, yelling? In Texas, bro. Everybody just has a gun. Yes, you just have to assume it. Yeah. Because most of them do. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure there's very few that uh, that have the, uh, the what's it called, um, the concealed weapons permit. Because, I mean, you just, wear, you just wear that shit on your hip, right? Like, they don't even give it. Like, like, it's a legal carry state, right? Do you remember? I think there's such a thing as, like, overstuffing these things. Probably. Anyways. Do you remember the DMX reality show? No, I don't. DMX had a reality show? Yeah, a reality show. And I, I never really like was... What I up, Antonio? What up, Antonio? I never watched that joint like week to week, but I remember catching it a couple times and like he had moved to Texas. And like, so he just walking around, wife beater on, cowboy hat, fucking six shooters in his holsters just out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Ready for someone to yeah. ask him to duel. <laughs> Riding around in a big ass truck that you know what I mean? Like you, you got steps to get in, you know what I mean? Like and seeing what do you do like that? Like I, I mean, like you have to have it in your in your gun case, like in your car or something in a state like that. I mean, I know for California, like if you're riding around with the gun, like you need that shit in like a locked safe in your trunk and like whole bunch of crazy ass rules, you know, um, just to be able to carry it. We have open conceal. <laughs> We have open conceal over here, but I, I'm pretty sure, like, you got to be some of stature, like. Oh yeah. Like I, I mean, knew, I knew one person. Card. I knew one person. Cards that you know where you have to, you know, be armed with a weapon. Yeah. It, but you have to have it out, like open conceal. You know what I mean? I knew one person in my entire life that had that, and I don't even know how this guy got it, but I think it was because he was some he was security with the bar or something. I don't even know. But I just I just remember him showing me like on his ankle he had one of the little tiny joints that you put on your ankle. He had a little <laughs> the little Saturday night special. Yep. <laughs> and then he showed me his card or whatever that he yeah. had the, the um, shit he had to have. I, I got a homie, man. He's a vampire. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, cause he's all in the gothic shit now, but like he's it's my Chinese partner, bro. He's one of my one of my producers. Hold on. Damn it. But anyways, he he got a, a open concealed card. And that motherfucker just be um, he be on a goddamn uh, uh, 
walking. I mean, he's an NRA member, so I'm wondering if like oh, he, that's where he got it through. You know what I mean? Yeah. He ain't no goddamn. Hold on, let me go grab a little man. He's crying. Yeah. Go for it. And uh, Ronald said North Philly and South Philly are pretty bad, but they're like the rich, rich streets all mixed in the middle. Okay, you could be one of the million dollar houses two blocks from a crack den. Okay, definitely know some of those areas in San Diego. And I uh, said, you can't, uh, you can't walk in Philly more than three blocks before you smell weed and typically sooner. I believe that. I believe that. It wasn't all ghetto. The, it was one of the murder places. Oh, shit. But it's actually kind of one of the, uh, the big old nice houses. Okay. Oh, the place where Crosby lived. All right. Yeah, we're going to ask Bogey more about this DMX reality show. I don't remember shit about that. And he said, I carried when I had my studio in Kensington, which is the heroin part of uh, Philly and the, and the cops, they would stop you and take the gun and remove the bullets. Damn. Zip tie you with a piece of cardboard. Fuck. Yeah, man. That's just crazy. And David said, constitutional carry worries me because the person not being trained in gun safety. Yeah. There needs to be something like, I, I can't believe how it's just okay for like random people to carry, you know, <laughs> like as long as you don't have a felony. Or whatever the hell the rules are. But yeah, that's just insane. I mean, just to own a gun, you should have to have some kind of training in it. Like you really should. And uh, Ronald said, then drive away really fast. Damn, before you can put it all back together and then shoot a man just doing people dirty. So we want to hear, hear more about this DMX uh, reality show. Ronald said he never heard about it. And uh, he would he would typically uh, know about that kind of stuff. Um, I, I can't remember what it was called, and I, I think it ran for maybe about a season or two, but it was on BET back in the days. And, uh, yeah, bro, it was just DMX doing DMX shit, bro. Like, there, hey, DMX, so shout out to 2000, 2006. I guess I was on some other shit and didn't watch TV that year. <laughs> there we go. Chase said, DMX, soul of a man. I just Googled it and found it. Soul of a man. Hey, you know what's crazy, bro? Shout out to DMX. That, that was a deep motherfucker, bro. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and like it's crazy because he did he achieved a lot, bro. And then kind of just went away because the drugs fucked him up. Yeah. Like the motherfucking hold on, I'm just untangling. So the motherfucking uh what was it? Uh he he drops his first album and it goes and it breaks all like first week records. You know what I mean? And what was that one called again? Uh, was it dark? Damn, I can't remember. I know the other one was flesh in my flesh, blood in my blood. Is that was the one? That might have been the one. I forget. I know you only had like he had the two big albums, and I think he had a third one that wasn't that crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Was it? Uh, oh, it's dark and hell is hot. Was that the first one? It's the one with the darker covering. Uh, where he's like red. It's like a reddish color, but that's the one yeah. with like the Rough Riders anthem and all that. Yeah, that's that first one. That one was hard. Like every oh, yeah, single track on that was hard. Hell yeah! You, I was a big fan of Onyx as a kid, and he kind of reminded me, like you know, he was kind of like of that flavor, you know, kind of yelling, that rough, rough, rugged like type hip hop. You want goldfish, bro? I wonder if what Cat Williams was saying was true about him. You know, where he just yells like everywhere that he's at. Like so, that's, just, uh, that's just how he talks, just yelling. I mean, yeah, I mean, he talks, he, he talks like he's preaching. Like, <laughs> I mean, like he, he always goes up a high octave. Like, he'd be like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like the end of every sentence, he gets louder. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. And like, but like he was a, you know, what was crazy is like, I mean, for someone who was like, you know, a man of God, he definitely dabbled in the dark side and that probably fucked him up in life. You know what I mean? God was probably like, probably like, fuck that shit. Punish your ass. You know what I mean? I mean, but also being addicted to crack will fuck you up for sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. God damn, man. Like, <sighs> I mean, that. I, I've never gone down, I mean, a route outside of weed and mushrooms for that reason. Just just because I know that I would like it too much. It's in, like, too much of my family's history. So, like, I may have done a lot of other things that, like, got me in trouble. But I don't know. I just felt like that was a rabbit hole that I could never come back from if I started down there. Uh, they're all they're all just messing it all up. I can hear the little one waking up now, too. <laughs> and Song said, I remember that episode. I watched uh, the episode about his son, and it was all bad. Damn. Damn. And Ronald, 98 is when that uh, when that album dropped. 98. Yeah, I, was in, I was in the eighth grade. Oh, so, yeah, DMX was the shit. Rough Rider. I mean, Rough Riders, that was when they just, they had a whole wave, man. You know, how many how many people were really in the Rough Riders? Did they ever like disclose that number? Because they would look I mean, like they were yeah, rolling like, hella deep. As far as artists, you had like you had the Locks. You know what I mean? You had uh, what's her name from Philly? Evie. Eve. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Dragon, who a lot of people like, but I thought he was whack. Like, yeah. like, like, you know, that guy's whack. You know. What I mean? Um, I, I don't know if we have any more goldfish, dude. Here, show me where you got the goldfish. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, what else? Who else did they have? Uh, at one point, they signed Jin, you know what I mean? Who was actually really nasty as an MC, but like they wanted him to be like the Chinese gimmick, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm gonna teach you, teach you how to speak Chinese, you know what I mean? Like, that shit was funny. Oh, there it is. Which is funny because that shit won't fly now. And they had him work with like, you know, Wyclef back in the days was like the guy who would work with like up and coming artists. Okay. So they had him get in the lab with him and it was like, yo, here's this Haitian dude with this Chinese American MC. I didn't know what the fuck to do with him, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and, and, then, that, and that's the artist. But what about, uh, I mean, what about just in their crew? Did they ever? Uh... Hey, they had, so like, they had some real hitters. Yeah. The Rough Riders crew was like, they had chapters, bro. Like, that shit really went major with the writing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? There was a, I, I think at one point, too, they, they, they were even being charged as a crime syndicate because they were just everywhere. They had chapters everywhere. You know what I mean? You know how that. Yeah. Because they had a lot. It was a lot more than just the 1% of them, right? They weren't just like the one percenters. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, yeah. And then, like, you know, obviously, Swiss Beats. Just through the roof as a as a mogul, you know what I mean. Not just producer, you feel me? Like, yeah, yes, I got the goldfish, bro. There you go. Look and Ronald said I was never into DMX. It wasn't, I don't know, hip hoppy enough for me. Give me uh, Puffy, Mace, Beastie Boys, Wu Tang, Biggie, even Eminem, who uh, really isn't uh, bad at all. Yeah, I mean, like, it's to each his own, right? I mean, like, like, okay, there's these guys from SoCal. I did a show with them. They're called the Ugly Ducklings. It was like these three white boys. You know what I'm saying? They're from SoCal. They had a song called Catamaran. Like, you know what I mean? They just, their album was called The Meat Shake. And, like, they just could rhyme their ass off. 
But like the shit they're rhyming about, I didn't identify with because they're rhyming about some corny white boy shit. But they were bad than the motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, they, they were super dope. You know what I mean? Great production, all the shit. But it's like that's not some shit I'm riding around riding to. You know what I mean? Like there's something. I guess there's a place for everything. Is my point. You know what I mean? Like I never really felt Diddy, but then like, you know, Diddy's the shit that you hear in the club. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you went in the club, I don't want to hear fucking "I Need Love." <laughs> like fucking Diddy or whatever. <laughs> Hold on, let me go grab a little little meatball. They're all they're all messing it all up. I'm Ronald Ted, but I will say if you look at my list, they're all more East Coast. I mean, yeah, I mean everyone was East Coast that you mentioned, right? Well, I mean not Eminem and I mean are the Beasties on the East Coast? I don't even I don't even know where the hell they were from. Oh, from Brooklyn. Okay, yeah, see, East Coast. And there we go, like NWA. I like it. They definitely weren't hip-hop. Like, that. <laughs> that's for sure. That was, some, that was some gangster rap right there. Nice. Loved Rage Against the Machine. See, I didn't get into too much. Uh, I mean, it was mostly just, like, rap and hip-hop for me. And then, like, I want to say, I can't even remember if I was 15 or 16 when, like, I started under... Um, started uh, hearing more about like some underground you know san diego rappers and stuff like that and then it was like more of the underground scene and then finding out about mac dre and yeah there was a there was a whole bunch devin the dude that was someone who always who was always knocking before he went i mean he was always kind of mainstream but i mean well, he, he got he got exposure he was the one he was the texas guy that was part of the whole up and smoke family you know what i mean yeah, he went on tour with them. That really put him over. You know what I mean? Yeah, and being in the fuck faces song with uh, yeah, not not the fuck faces, but uh, I just want to fuck yeah with uh, Dre and Snoop. Yeah, because everyone was like, "We know Dre, we know Snoop. Who's this other dude?" Yeah, and like he had, I mean, he was a stoner's. He was a stoner's stoner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I bet you, Devin, the dude was the guy. Like, hey man, y'all got some weed in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you do, man? I see him. Yeah, get in there. And they're like, hey, man, this guy's dope. He was just there for the weed. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he was that guy that's, that, you, that, you know, that's how Odell, uh, Odell, that's how Old Dirty Bastard got on a lot of tracks. <laughs> that's dope. Well, because, you know, there, there would be whole, in New York, and this is the same for LA, you would have, like in LA, I mean, obviously you have whole buildings that are, like, you know, full of studios, but then you would even have like portables. You know what I mean? Like Dr. Dre's studio. When I went to that joint, because I knew one of I knew an engineer that worked for him. And, and mind you, he would have like 40, 50 engineers on hand all, you know what I mean? At any given point. So anyway, so it wasn't nothing like special, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, it was all portables. You know what I mean? It was all portables and shit. Hell like, yeah. you know like how they be having portable classrooms. It was yeah. just like that, but studios, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like old, old dirty bastard, he would just walk around each floor where there was like, you know, studio sessions going on, just kind of stumble in there. If you had weed, he would kick it. If you had <laughs> drink, let me get some drink. You know what I mean? <laughs> he was like Snoop Dogg and half baked. Yeah. <laughs> what you got going on over here? Let me get in here one time. Man, I just I just quit yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Man. And uh, I wonder if it was because I know not every movie puts like real weed like in the uh, in the movie. I wonder if that was real weed in certain parts. I mean, the way when you when you see him hitting it, he's dragging it. Yeah. And whenever they show movies like that on television, they're gonna cut out they're gonna cut out the part 
where the cherry is being dragged. You know, when you're right. hitting it and you can see it dragging. Yeah. Because then, yeah, because then that indicates way too much than just the visual. Like, you know, that's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I do know, I, I grew up a big fan of, of X Files, and they had a character on there called the Cigarette Smoking Man. And so his character was just like a, you know, a, a real, like, there's a lot of mystique behind his character. You didn't really know about his background. He would show up and give Mulder information, and he would just always be smoking a cigarette. So that was like his name is that was a, a CS, CSM, Cigarette Smoking Man. And like, <laughs> they had studio cigarettes that were like Hollywood shit. Like, you know, it was just like some herbal, like, you know, some non tobacco shit, but it ran. You know what I mean? It ran when you dragged it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hear funny stories about uh, <coughs> different times in Grandma's Boy. Uh, the dude Dante was smoking real weed. Um, Matthew McConaughey goes on like Jimmy Kimmel and uh, talks about a funny story how like <coughs> Snoop got him like hella high. Like before one of their like, <laughs> I don't know what they were doing together. If it was a movie or um, I, I have no idea what they they're going. They're going to a, to a Trojans game. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were actually going to film something. That was like the reason why they were together specifically. But uh, that shit was funny, and <laughs> that's all he was saying all night. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't say. He probably didn't even know that that's only. No one knew that's the only thing he could say. So they just kept offering him shit. Like, all right, all right. Like, in his head, he's like, enough. That's all I could say that day. And hey, Matthew McConaughey is hella funny. You heard of the the comedian Ralphie? He died a couple years ago. He's like he's like part of like the 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 Joey Diaz like. Who'd you, know, who'd you say, Ralphie May? Yeah, yeah. I met Ralphie May like. I want to say within, for sure, within two years. It might have been within one year of his passing. Nice, yeah. But so in L.A., he had an apartment, and uh, this is when they were all coming up in the '90s, and Matthew McConaughey was already like coming up. But like you know, he was still like, you know, a dude's dude. You know what I mean? Like out there in his garage, like which and the garages were like, you know, it's like those apartments where across the garage, it's not connected to the unit. You know what I mean? So he would be out there working on old school, you know what I mean? And then uh, <laughs> Ralphie would just get out the window, like where, where he couldn't be seen, and he'd be like, "Put on a shirt, hippie," you know what I mean? <laughs> or he'd be like, "You ain't that, uh, you ain't that handsome," or he'd be like, "Your movies suck," like <laughs> constantly trolling him, and he would just throw the wrenches. Where you at, motherfucker? Come out here, you know what I mean? <laughs> like he would be like, like, and just and this went on for a long ass time. And he never told him it was him. You know what I mean? That's hilarious. Told him it was him. And like, he had ran into him and, you know, certain circles, you know, because they're in Hollywood, right? He never told him, though. You know what I mean? And like, he would get so, he was like, he'd be out there, no shirt on, working on a car, and he'd just be red as fuck because he'd be mad. You know what I mean? And you know what I'm saying? Just talking shit to him. And he was just yelling to the sky. He never knew where it was coming from, just all the time. <laughs> you <know he> suck. <laughs> you can't act. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryland said he's funny. My pops was big like him. Man, Ralphie May was so fucking funny. That he some of his earlier specials, like I can't remember what the hell it was called, but the one where he's wearing the big ass orange jumpsuit or whatever. And it oh, wasn't yeah, even an orange yeah. jumpsuit. It was just like a leather jacket and like orange pants or something. Hey man, I I, I love it when a big dude is popping, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like you know what's funny, Rick Ross. 
I don't like that he thinks he's like the biggest boss. Rick Ross not that big. And he got a little You're not a boss if you have to steal someone's name. I'm just gonna say that. Who Rick Ross? I know, right? <laughs> and then you know what's funny is is Ricky Ross, the real Ricky, freeway Ricky. He wanted he you know he wanted money off that shit. And he like, you know, I would have paid respect. That's all he wanted. He's like, I want a little kick down. I wasn't trying to get piece of all, you know, everything that he put my name on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because how much has Rick Ross made with that name? I'm sure a shit ton of money. And he was a CEO. <laughs> you know what's funny about that, though, is nine times out of ten, it's the CEOs that are bringing shit into the prison. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, if if you were going to be an authority, I guess that's the that's the acceptable one in the rap culture, right? A you know who that hates police? <laughs> you know who he reminds me of? It's those motherfuckers in... Uh, um, in Hustle and Flow, remember at the end, man. When, I, when the I, CEOs, I remember, that, I remember that movie vaguely. I just remember like him making the bitch fuck the dude so he can get equipment. Yeah, and then I remember like Ludacris getting fucked up in the bathroom. <laughs> so right at the end, when he's in uh, when he's in jail, he gets uh, taken back to his uh, gets taken back to the block or whatever, and two of the CEOs stop him. And he was like, "Hey, man, you the one who." Uh, you the one who whooped Skinny's ass and uh, made that whoop that trick song? <laughs> and yeah. they were all hyped about it. And he was like, yep. And they, he was like, here, check out our tape, man. You know, we be rapping. He was like, we're from the streets. But, you know, we're doing this side of it, you know. And he was like, they call me Big C.O. <laughs> like, <laughs> some shit like that. I can't remember what uh, what his nickname I mean, was. I guess the rap culture that I'm always going to forever be uh, assimilated with is you know just not what goes on nowadays like nowadays it don't matter if you snitch you can still be popping you know what i mean you can it switch from one from one color to another color no one cares about that yeah, shit might as well just have your whole hair rainbowed right <laughs> you know what i mean then then you know you, you could also uh i mean like just like doing like fabricating whole ass lives is like a thing yeah, and I guess that you know what I mean. Like I, just, I don't know. I, I, you know, even locally back in the day, if you were gonna collab with someone, you had to know, like you know, they had like credibility. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that you know that you know before people started collaborating with us, they they needed to make sure we was really getting it in. You know what I mean? Can't be out here faking the funk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but I, you know, I guess like that's why a lot of these rappers become actors because they're just like look at Drake. You know, he started from acting. You know, it's like rapping. I guess it's the same thing for him. Like, listen, I can just act like I'm I'm that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what I mean? And, like, Drake's another one of the – Drake and – first it was Kanye, then it was Drake. Because in the mainstream, Kanye blew up. And he blew up under Rockefeller. And he made it – you know, he made it uh, – he, he opened the doors for, like, you know, suburb nerds. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're like, you know, and I'm nothing against Lupe because I think Lupe is like a phenomenal artist. But, you know, without Kanye, there's no Lupe fiasco. You know what I mean? Where it's like, right. you know, he, his first song is about skateboarding. You know what I mean? <laughs> push. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. That's just not what I was assimilated with growing up. You know what I mean? Like, I was influenced right. by dope dealers and pimps and shit. You know what I mean? And yeah. like actual honor. You know, you know, it's funny about. You know, she's that we grew up like, you know what I mean? Like it's little certain rules and stuff. It's really about honor, you know what I mean? Like, like don't do motherfuckers that that's rocking with you dirty. You know what I mean? Kind of like these little rules of thumb. And I just and I like that. Like I, I maybe it's maybe it's 
you know, a certain generation's fault to not lace up the following generation, kind of like how we were. Like, you know, it was always, you know, that's why you had OGs, right? Someone to actually tell you, like, put you aside and be like, look, youngin, this is how, what you're doing wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, this one thing I'll never understand about what's going on now is how clout is worth more than actual money. Like, give me the money. Yeah. I don't want everyone to know who I am and I'm broke. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd rather have no one know me and I got all the money. Yeah. I think that would mean I think I'm doing it right. You know what I mean? Yep. And Ronald said, you guys are kind of nerdy thugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, we're just grown now. Yeah, I'm 35. Boga yeah, I'm or 36. 36. I, just, I just turned 37. Yeah. It's like, I mean, when you're young and you, I mean, you don't like, I was influenced by Tupac growing up. I thought, like, you know what I mean? I wasn't going to make it fucking to be old. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, we just, we grew up hope. I'm hopeless. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, you know what I'm saying? And like, hey, the more you, the more you're privileged to live, as in, like, you know, be alive, and the longer you're alive, you're supposed to evolve as a person, or else you're doing it wrong. You know what I mean? Hell and like yeah. any, and like here's another thing: if I'm ever gonna, if you ever see me on anything talking about anything, it's probably because I know what I'm talking about. Because that's another thing: I can't stand people that come on talking and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. That's most of these podcasters too, by the way. Yeah. These fantasy analysts, you know what I mean? That are more philosophical based than actual, you know, takes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. no, what you know? If we did a whole pod podcast about fucking you know magic fairies bro i don't know about magic fairies but if i'm gonna be on that podcast i'm, I'm gonna go down the rabbit hole research <laughs> a lot and i'll tell you you know what i mean I'm, i'll come through knowing about all different kinds of varieties of pixie dust you know what i mean i'll just <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you gotta know what you're talking about or you yeah i'm stupid hell yeah and david said y'all old fucks <laughs> yeah david, david's older than this though yeah he called yeah he says that we're the kids to him and ronald said i'm 39 see right around all the same age that's for sure oh yeah and, hey man i love seeing he said i could smell bs from two miles away same that's why i really started doing all this because i hated listening to everyone else who i could tell that was fake as fuck and didn't know what they were talking about yeah I mean, like, you know, and don't help people win fantasy championships. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's one thing, like, like, you know, I, I, you know, where I'm from, it, 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 uh, it holds me back from saying these names because we don't say names. But, man, I know most of y'all already know most of the names I, I, I'm thinking about. A lot of these guys that don't help people, they got large followings. They make proclamations that they can't go back on when they're wrong. Okay. And songs 40 and Stu's 44. Yeah, all cut from the same cloth. There we go. Yeah, you know, you know. And Stu said y'all are young to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure anyone 39 and below is young to you now, Stu, since you're 44 now. Man, 44 is not far away from me. Seven years. Hey, I'll, be, I'll be happy as fuck if I can get to 44. <laughs> and Ronald said, I love Grandma's Boy. Man, that movie's the shit. I love that movie. It made it even funnier. So like uh, Dante, you know, the guy slanging the weed in his uh, in his basement with uh, the monkey that does Taekwondo. Um, his, his name in real life is Dante. They, they knew that he was going to be that guy in the movie. And they just got too lazy to, like, give him a name. So... They just called him Dante, and he was smoking real weed during uh, during a handful of his takes. 
Dante's the man. We want a guy back here. I don't want to stop. Yeah, we're gonna be doing uh, we're gonna be doing more episodes of uh, movies and munchies, but now. They're not going to be, we're not going to be live streaming them. They're going to be uploaded YouTube videos and uploaded podcasts. Um, you guys are going to like it though. And we're, we're starting with all the stoner movies. That's what this whole podcast was coming, coming from, you know, movies and munchies all about the weed movies. And uh, I know we're starting with half baked and I'm sure grandma's boy will be somewhere very close behind. Hey, um, what was it called? Uh, what's that dude's name? Adam Sandler, bro. His whole crew is tight, man. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I, I think I've said this several times, but I love Jewish people, man. I, I never realized how much Jewish people really, like, influence me in entertainment. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they're in literally all assets, and, I mean, especially TV and movies. And you know what's crazy? Shout out to him for trusting Nick Swartzen, too, because uh, I, I was listening to um, when Nick Swartzen was on the Steve-O podcast. I went down the Steve-O podcast rabbit hole. He's got some dope right. interviews on there. And uh, he said when he got that movie, it was kind of like a romantic like comedy. Like It was really all about like two people falling in love or whatever, and he had to put the big spin on it to create it. And um, he said the hardest uh, person to cast was, I, I can't remember the, um, oh, JD or whatever, the guy who had made the robot voices and shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, people did not understand like about this, except for that guy. And they said when he like came in and understood how it was and he was like, and then he could cry. Remember that scene where he was breaking down full range of emotions for this guy. <laughs> hey, yo, that <laughs> he was funny, dude. Like when he oh was hell yeah, Ronald! Are you gonna do a live chat premiere? We could totally do that. Yeah, can totally do that. Uh oh, Bogey's getting a call. All right, we'll stay here for a few. JC Money's show is about to uh, is about to come on. Second take extra. What up, bro? Over under seven point five total players with a rush attempt. So, I would assume both QBs are gonna at least have one. Okay, that's two right there. We know both running backs are going to get at least one, Joe Mixon and Cam Akers. So that's four right there. Man, that might be tough to get another four players in there. Because, uh, I mean, Sony Michelle, I mean, maybe he gets one. Um, I mean, Daryl Henderson, I don't think he's coming back yet. And then could they give Cooper Cup? you know, um, a jet sweep or something like that. I don't really remember Cooper Cup getting too many jet sweeps or anything like that. Same with Odell. I mean, that's something that we've seen him, you know, get it in the past, but will they pull that out of their bag of tricks? Um, and then on the other side, and they said, uh, P. Ryan gets one. Okay, so you're at six. I mean, that's pretty damn close. That's pretty damn close. So we had uh, we had a question here. Uh, Second take extra said over or under seven point five total players with a rushing attempt. It's okay. My bad. What was that? Over or under seven point five players with a rushing attempt in the game Super Bowl. Okay, I'll take. Uh, okay, let's let's do this. They got the Bengals. They have. So we, I said the QB should get at least one. Each running back, Cam Akers, Joe Mixon, that's another one. And uh, second Ryan. take extra said P. Ryan should get one. Yeah, P. Ryan. You probably get a few. So you need 
you need a total of seven individuals. Well, you need well, you need, you eight. need eight eight people because you got to get over the seven and a half. Um, I mean, Jamar Chase, he'll get a carry. You know what I mean? So where were we at? We have the we have. So, so I said Sony. I said Sony should get one, and then P Ryan. So that so, puts us at six. So, so if you six, then plus Chase is seven. Okay. And they're gonna give. They'll give Cooper Cup a carry out of the backfield, if not OBJ, because that, they used to do that with Robert Woods. I'd take the over. And uh, and second take extra said Henderson will get one. Is Henderson coming back? I I, I didn't hear anything about him coming back. Yeah, I, you know, I, I he would have to be activated off the IR first. Yeah, like maybe and we could start there. Did has because we? I don't think so. I don't think yeah, he has. I, I mean, we hear we about news like that. Yeah, we would have covered that. Um, and Ronald said, I don't know about Chase and OBJ getting them. I, I've seen Chase get it before. You got it last week. Yeah, you would think that they I, that they I, pull I out. Point, might need to fact check me on that. I've I, I definitely have seen it throughout the course of the year. You got to remember Zach Taylor. Runs he runs a uh, 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 Sean McVay like esque system. You know what I mean? That he's a Sean McVay disciple, and so you know we see Robert Woods religiously be that guy. He got I mean? one. He got one um, carry for three yards last last year. week. Tell my last. That's what we need. We're not talking about multiple carries no. from people. We're literally just talking about well, players so getting one carry. You could and also look, and how about and how about this? The week before that, um, this is against the Raiders. So in the first round, um, or I mean, uh, actually, I, I skipped one. This is in the first round of the playoffs. Joe uh, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase got three. Chris Evans got one. Tyler Boyd got one. Samaj P. Ryan got one, and Joe Burrow got two. So just, I mean, just that they you see a game like that from the Bengals. That's six players right there that got at least one carry. You feel me? I mean, like. I like that bet, man. And then, like, you know, depending on how much they're smashing, like, say it's the Rams that are smashing late in the game, you might see Jake Funk in that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Well, Ronald said in, in a Super Bowl, I think McVeigh is uh, way less cute. I bet you this time he takes some shots. Well, you know what's funny? It's like, okay, in a Super Bowl, he's way less cute. How do we ba base that on? Just the one time he was in a Super Bowl where he was hella whack? And they got the shit beat out of him? Well, yeah. I mean, they only lost by 10 points, but still, you you can't even put up. It was like 13 to 3, though. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You were down. <laughs> they lost by 10 points, but, yeah, you only put up a field goal in the game. Like, okay. They got a, they they definitely have a way better offense now than they did then. But I bet McVay as a play caller, I bet you he has some plays in his bag of tricks ready. Yeah, that he stole from Shanahan, that fucking ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sour. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking sour. And, uh, and Ronald said, so total, you think seven or eight? I'm going to take the over on that, just seeing what the Bengals have done just throughout these playoffs. Um, I, you know what? If I'm not I, – I like the over, but not enough to put a lot of bread on it. If I was going to put, like, some real bread, I'd take the under. So, yeah, it will. Like, and it's yeah. also could, this also could relate to what you think the game's going to be. What's the so, under over on the game so far? So two weeks ago versus uh, the Titans. So again, 
um, Mixon, Burrow, Chris Evans, and Jamar Chase all got a rush attempt. So Chase has got a rush attempt in every single playoff game so far. I'm saying because you got to put the ball in the playmaker's hand. Yeah, and the Rams are no slouch on defense. Fuck no. So you know they're going to have to do some uh, – they're not just going to be able to play straight up. You're going to have to get some things going. Uh, I mean, then there's also uh, Captain America, Chris Evans. They've given him carries too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if the Bengals throw up five, you know, five players touching the ball, which I already I just went over one game where they had six people get a rush all in one game. I I think it could happen. I think it's I think it's more like whenever these whenever these line makers make a prop bet like that, right? It's because the under is favored. It's too it seems too irresistible to be like, oh man, I'm gonna take the over. I like the over because it's a high probability, but I'm I'm gonna stay. I would. Uh, I think if I was gonna put significant money, I'd probably put it on the under. Can we track some of these obscure bets? Yeah. Should we should we track some of these bets, Bogey? Yeah, I'm down. So we can so we can talk about these on the on our Super. Our, well, I don't know what you're doing on the Super Bowl, but. Well, if we I mean, uh, we're, we're gonna have Playmaker, a Super Bowl live stream for sure. We're gonna have two. We got Playmaker Sunday, where uh, and, and I got in the Matrix before I, before the end of the show yesterday. Where uh, so this Sunday, everybody tune in. It's going live nine thirty East Coast time, six thirty West Coast time for the Real Fantasy Playmakers. It's the Tom Brady Alpha David slash Dossier episode where we're gonna we're gonna document and ca- and uh we're gonna um. We're gonna categorize all the crimes that uh, Tom Brady was involved in. <laughs> oh yeah, gonna, I, you know, because I figured a lot of people would like this. I am a Tom Brady lover, but I'm also, you know, so I'll be on the show to be able to try to make some type of case against all the different gates. Because <laughs> you know, we got Spy Gate, we got Deflate Gate. You know what I mean? There's, there's got to be more. <laughs> I'm gonna go down. I'm gonna go down the rabbit hole for sure, and we're gonna find all these. That's for damn sure. And uh, second take extra. Also thoughts on Cup TD, uh, Stafford two TDs, Matt Gay over one point five field goals, and McPherson over one point five field goals. Uh, Cup over one hundred and two point five um, yards. Hey, I would take. I'm taking both those kicker. Uh, both those kicker uh, to go over. So I, I'm assuming that this is a big parlay, is what he did. He said plus nine fifty. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, so I mean, he, I, said he needs Stafford to have two, right? Needs Stafford to have two. Yeah, I like it. I like that a lot. Yeah, the cup over one hundred and two point five. I mean, we know that they're going to be game planning against him for sure. But I, I don't I like that he, one as much. I don't not, like that one as much, but it's hard to bet against Cup. Yeah, that's the one that I like least out of all these, for sure. Hell yeah. Yo, you have a Yeah, lay. Yep, hell yeah. All right. Well, JC Money Design Show, his is about to be starting up real soon. So I think we're going to wrap a bow on this. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with some more news. We'll be back later. Oh, yeah, we'll be back later today. Why don't you tell them about it, Bogey, since you are the defending champ. 
Yeah. Well, see, we got the circle going down. Um, man, I, 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 before the show started, I got a text, man. Turn up the Jets. I had to cancel. He's, he's working. He's working late today. So that, that might kind of put us in a little bind here, right? No, that we got enough people. Everyone, everyone else said they're going to show up. Okay, word. Well, yeah, man, check us out on the circle going down 420 West Coast time, 720 East Coast time. You know what I mean? I'm, I am the, the current week champ or the last week's champ. You know what I mean? Um, I figured, like, you know what I mean? At one point, we'll be able to do an all-champs panel. You know what I mean? Hopefully. And Ronald said, crotch and cocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going down. It's going to be a battle tonight. Oh, yeah. And really, it's coming back in an hour. So we'll see you back then. Appreciate you guys. Do me a solid and go to fantasyfootballhustler.com and go subscribe to all the podcast platforms. Really trying to get those downloads up. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. And uh, we'll see you back in a little more than an hour. Peace. Peace. As I make my way, the fact I'm still alive, my claim to fame. It's no surprise I'm on the rise, finna stake my claim. Separate me from the others, cause we ain't the same. Ask my brothers from another, we ain't for play. Time is money, so we got no time to waste. Soon as this thing's moving, it can't be stopped. Blue bands in my pocket, call that juggernaut. That quote, finna get a bag, bustin' down that blow. Out of East Town Ho, where they know my name.